Hey there, 20-somethings. Welcome to I've Been There, a podcast full of conversations with real people sharing their real stories on how they got through the turbulent times of their 20s to help you get through yours. I'm your host, Nicole, also a 20-something who's undergone some serious life turbulence lately. Ready to get through those quarter-life crises? Let's dive on in. Hey there, 20-somethings. Welcome back to another episode of the I've Been There podcast. I am actually going to start this episode off a little bit differently today with a little introduction to some of the background of this episode in particular because it relates to what I am going through in my current life right now. And this background of what I'm going through actually resonates a lot with what we talk about in the show. So obviously this podcast is real life. It's raw sometimes and we're going to dive all in. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have been struggling a lot with confidence self-esteem and insecurities lately. Uh, I've been struggling with like worthiness in relationships and overall confidence in my capabilities both personally and professionally. And it's crazy because when I actually hear myself say these things, I'm like, damn girl, like come on, you know you're worthy. Um, Healing just takes time. We all know if you heard my first episodes, Healing doesn't happen overnight. It is definitely a long process. Life is not a straight line. It definitely goes back and forth. So these thoughts, again, surprise me because I, truth be told, recorded this episode back in April. This was my very first episode ever of the I've Been There podcast, and it is now September. And the reason that I waited to publish until now is certainly not due to our amazing guest who she did an amazing job. She was awesome. She offers a lot of support and advice, but it was because of my own insecurities and self-judgments. Like I said, this was my first episode ever and somebody who is in the marketing and communication field, I am definitely much more self-critical about how I show up on the show because communication is in my blood. I went to the school for it. It's my career, the whole nine yards. So I'm definitely going to be evaluating it just a little bit uh, heavily. I I definitely take pride in this, right? So when I was re-listening to the first episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I talked too long. I didn't let my guests speak enough or this episode is too lengthy. Nobody's going to listen to it. I didn't feel like I chose the right words. And like the list went on, right? Like all of these self-doubts. And then I re-listened to it when I edited it and I realized like it's fine. <laughs> like it's really not that bad on on my part. I mean, sure, there were definitely areas that I could have improved on, but like it was my first recording and nothing we pick up for the first time is going to be perfect, right? But then I was like, well, I want to do this introduction because I don't want people to feel alone. But then like, oh, well, my listeners like think that I'm pitiful because there are bigger things like going on in the world. And like, you know, she's totally fine. And like, it, that's just anxiety mindset, right? I, I, I'm definitely there. We'll get into that in another episode. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely just been a mindfulness process. But the whole point of the, why I'm telling you this is because Again, like I said in the beginning, this podcast is supposed to be a resource for you, especially, again, those in your 20s, right? We are, like I said, life is not a straight line. Your 20s are very turbulent and rocky. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to help you not feel alone and to let you know that what you're feeling is valid and that there are people 
who are in your shoes. So we actually touch a lot on this in the episode about self-love, boundaries, detaching from these limiting beliefs. But the reason I'm telling you this is because I know that there are listeners out there who are probably feeling very similar in their life, whether it's personal, relationships, or career, whatever it is. And again, that's the whole point of this podcast is to help you not feel alone. So if I hope this resonates, at least this introduction or this episode, I really hope it does. And I hope it helps you to just realize that you're not alone, right? And other people have been there. So if this resonated with you, please reach out. It can totally be anonymous. I just want to I want to know if this is making an impact on you, especially those who might be going through it. So um, again, this is my very first episode I ever recorded months ago. And because I was going through this, I felt like it was the perfect time to release it. So again, if this resonated, reach out and enjoy the show. All right, guys, I am here with the lovely Heather Dubel, a self-love empowerment coach. She helps women go from feeling stuck to living their fullest potential. And I'm just so excited to have her here. Um, We met in a business mastermind back in 2020. We were both starting our own businesses and she has since really taken off with her um, self-love coaching business and she does some other cool things on the side, but um, she's really good at what she does. She has some really great content. So here's Heather. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. We were just talking about how- Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, I haven't talked to you, I think, in probably a good year. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We had some social media like interactions here and there. But um uh yeah, I mean it's just so cool yeah. to see each other now compared to what we were in 2020. Just like, right? felt like we're I know. lost souls trying to start a That's business in the I middle felt. of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't even like know about the pandemic, right? Like I don't even think. Was I it think we're in I, it. see I've lost all like train like of time yeah so I don't even know because it was <laughs> yeah maybe it was right at the beginning because it, it started at like yeah I, I think we know. were in it during that summer <laughs> but we were just so focused like we were doing stuff so it's mm. easy to kind of forget because I know yeah I didn't know for me I don't know I mean I, I feel like bad almost saying it but like I had a decent <laughs> Like pandemic experience, but because I, I had something too. to do, I had I had Same. basically this to work on. So yeah, no, I feel honestly great. Like I don't want to say grateful for it, but like I had a lot of good things that like came out of it. And I know that other people are like, well, that's not my case, but it's mm-hmm. like perspective. I feel yeah. like so a lot of blessings and disguises. Disguise, I feel like, came out of the pandemic for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of good relationships, especially from the mastermind. So yeah. Awesome stuff. Well, she is over out in Utah. So thank you so much for connecting. Um, Really would love to dive in just all about all the things, self-love, inner blockages, routines. We were actually just talking about (laughs) our morning routines and how we are looking to advance that in our day-to-day morning routine, because I know for us and a lot of our listeners, we're working from home. So Mm -hmm. having that 
consistent morning routine, evening routine, even an afternoon routine. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like work routine, like for sure routine, like literally routines, I feel like are just every single part of your day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think working from home, sometimes we, they can fall off because I know for me, I'm just rolling out of bed and I'm hopping right yep. to. And, um, yeah. so yeah, let's talk about that. How does, Kay. how does a routine really impact our day? Because I feel like it's one thing to say like, oh yeah, like I'll start getting into a routine like Monday and then we yeah. don't do it. But like, is right. that detrimental to our mental health or our productivity or just self-improvement in general? Yeah. I feel like personally when I do have like my morning routine, so I don't have like a set morning routine. Like I'm going to wake up at five and I'm going to do this, 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 this. Like I have a couple of things that I like to do that help me feel like mentally clear in the morning. Sure. Um, and I feel like for me, when I don't do that, like this morning, I was telling you, I didn't do it. And I was just like, kind of felt like a bum. Um, but if I feel like having a morning routine, at least three things that you like to do, like will set you up for a good productive day. Um, as well as like a night routine. Like if you go to bed at a certain time or like turn the lights off and, um, don't do like blue light or screens like 30 minutes before bed, like I'm the worst and I will stare at my phone and I do have a, like a Kindle and I like, I was up until 1am this morning reading on my Kindle. And so like, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not, but I feel like also a night routine helps you just lead into like a better morning routine. Yeah, that makes sense. I think if you yeah stick to it at night, you're more inclined to wake up and automatically want to do something, do a routine. Yeah. So what ways yeah. can we set it up and actually get our butts to stick <laughs> to them? Yeah. Well, so I actually just reread Atomic Habits. Mm. Um, really good book. Don't know if you've read it. I've been um, meaning to read it. It's on my list. Yeah. It's super good. It's kind of thick and it's one that I've like paused a couple of times and like, we'll go back to and like read something else in between. But, um, in the book, he talks about habit stacking. And so if like, there's something that you're already doing in your morning, like making coffee, um, and you want to add like another habit, um, like a better habit, like say reading, like, so you'll like clump those together or stack those together. So like they become your routine. And so I started doing this actually with posting on social media because I was like, I need to get into a better routine of posting and just doing it like first thing, like not in the morning, but like in the day. Um, so after I finish like the things that I do for my morning routine, I'll be like, I'll post on social media. And it's just kind of became like, um, automatic now to do that. Yeah, that's great. So I feel like habit stacking. And then, like I said, like with morning routine or night routine, having like three things that you at least like, you know, help you like meditating or breath work or journaling, um, all really good things to start your day. Yeah. I like that you keep it simple with just three. I think some of us can try me included. I think I at least try to do way too many things that, Mm -hmm. and that's probably why I can't get into a routine because there's just too much. Like I'm trying to wake up. Yeah. I'm trying to wake up, do a whole yoga session, whole 15 minute meditation. (laughs) Then I want to journal. Then I want to walk on the treadmill. Then I want to like, you know, listen to a podcast. Like, right. Girl, 
so that's where I think no one has time. Yeah. Well, wants to do that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. And I think that's probably like the number one factor of why we might not be able to stick with them because Mm -hmm. writing off more than we can chew. And especially first thing in the morning, we want to kind of keep it calm. We don't want to dive into the day hectic and crazy and stress. I mean, the, the, one of the things I've heard before, and it really stuck with me is that if you look at your phone and you're looking through social media, like as soon as you wake up, almost Mm -hmm. think of it as like, there's people in your bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. So you're constantly looking at social media, looking at all these people, all of these things. And that's immediately getting into your brain as soon as you wake up, which means essentially like you're just opening up your brain first thing into the morning to a ton of people, a ton of different content, the world. And like your brain is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like chill out. Just waking up. Yeah. And then your brain is like kind of moving quickly from scrolling so quickly. So now you feel like you need to start your day quickly. Then you're Mm. stressed and you're anxious. And then you start drinking coffee and you're even more anxious. I mean, it's just a whole (laughs) domino effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. And actually like I will like in the mornings wake up and scroll on Instagram and like look at my emails and do that. And that has been one habit that I have had the hardest time breaking. Um, and so I do get like really bad anxiety in the morning. So I switch from coffee to matcha and it has been the best little shift. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I go back and forth like one week I can do without coffee Yeah. The next week. I just really like the, the comfort it brings me. It's not even oh, yeah. so much the caffeine. I'm just, I love the process of getting it together it. and just like having something warm. Um, yeah. So yeah, but. I do think with routines too, like something that came up, um, is like this hustle culture that Mm -hmm. we see on social media. So like, if you're on social media first thing and you see people already like five minutes posted, it's like, they're doing all these things. And like, you hear about all these entrepreneurs that are super successful and they're like, we need to start your day at 5am, do all like 20 different things. And then you can start work. Like, I feel like that just doesn't work. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. I agree that it's it's so funny actually that you say that because I was just looking at this entrepreneur who lives here in Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. he's going to be on the show. I already talked to him, super excited, but nice. he was actually just talking about that hustle culture concept. So mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. to touch on that because um you know, it really makes sense of like Yes, we talk about hustling and grinding and you have to be up until, you know, two o'clock in the morning working and you need to be starting like multiple side businesses. And sure, if you like are, you know, you have zero emotions maybe and you have nothing else to do in life. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. Of course, if you're starting something, go all in. But the only way you're going to be successful and you're going to be motivated is if you give yourself rest and you give your body what it, what it needs so that you have that mental clarity to work hard. Yeah. So it's, it's totally quality over quantity just because you're working, you know, you're starting at 5am and you're not even ending until midnight or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But let's take (laughs) a look at, let's take a look back at the day. What did we accomplish and did we accomplish it with quality or do we just check it off of our list? Right. Yeah. And a lot, like something I really learned is 
like if it doesn't feel aligned for me like so I go back and forth in my head all the time like oh I see all these women working until 2 a.m on their businesses or up at like 7 a.m like doing all the things I'm like that just doesn't align with me like and if I'm not gonna like want to do that I'm not going to do that and so then that just becomes like this whole negative loop so I feel like just do what works for you like don't do what like other people are doing because that worked for them like yes you can try it and see if like these different things do work but if you don't like it it doesn't work don't continue to do it right so do you think that that is a major obstacle for us 20 somethings right now is just comparing ourselves oh yeah yeah 100 percent um like just like I was thinking like with social media like it's so easy go back to that like because like that's just everywhere like Mm -hmm. we compare to everything and it's a huge obstacle and sometimes I feel we don't even know or realize that we're doing it you know yeah I think a lot of a lot of individuals women especially we can be confident we can be Mm -hmm. confident in our in our personality and our looks and you know, we got really are individual and we express that, but there's times, you know, I, I definitely like to lead a life of, you know, I'm doing this thing for me. This is what mm-hmm. feels good setting boundaries, but there's been times where like, I will be at the gym and I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I'm not looking like so-and-so from Instagram today. Like, yeah, I'm not going to just work out in my sports where I'm going to wear like a t-shirt. Right. And, then I, and then I'm like, but it all comes down to self-awareness. Yeah. We have to be self-aware in order to be able to catch ourselves being having that negative self-talk Critical. and comparing yeah. ourselves. So how can yeah. we increase that self-love muscle? I feel like something that I will and I feel like even if you are super confident, you probably have that little little weak muscle in there mm-hmm. of self-love, but like I know this is something that I've worked on for years and still work on and it's not easy, but you definitely have to like work that muscle. And so one thing that I actually started doing, and it's funny. Um, so I, my inner critic, I'm like, my inner panel is speaking to me. Um, it's not just one. It's like a whole like panel of judges up there. <laughs> it's like that movie, uh, up or something when yes, they have all the people in the brain it, inside yeah. out or whatever it is. Oh yeah. yeah. Inside out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I, um, have like my inner critic, her name is Tracy, um, named her after a manager that I had in retail once. And I did not like her, like she oh, was wow. the rudest person. And so when I catch myself like being like super critical of myself or even like of others for no reason, I'm like, like at the end of the day, I'll be like, okay, that wasn't me. That was Tracy. Like, I don't have to identify with those thoughts or attach myself to those feelings or those thoughts. Like I can detach and just do better. That is so interesting that you put a personality to that Mm -hmm. self-critic. I never thought of that concept. And I think that really makes sense of, I think that can kind of help you catch it a little bit faster. Yeah. And it definitely helped me. Yeah. And I love that you can kind of compare it to someone that might not be the brightest light in your life. (laughs) And we all have those people where, you know, they may have made a negative impact and that's totally fine because we need that in our life to 
grow a different skin and step into different person, not personalities, but just different areas of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's so interesting and definitely Mm -hmm. recommend that to our listeners. If you, there's, and it can be hypothetical too. It doesn't even have to be a real person, but there is someone that, you know, just really doesn't relate, doesn't align, doesn't respect values or whatever the case may be. You can kind of use that as a tool to Mm -hmm. recognize, Hey, I recognize I'm either acting like this person or I'm acting like this hypothetical person. And I don't want to be like that. Like I want to be me. Yeah. Right. Well, and you can, I read too a while ago that you can give it like a goofy name. So it's like just something completely made up, like not even like a real human name. Cause if you attach like a goofy name to it, it just makes you laugh. Mm. Like find like a different perspective of your inner critic, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So what do you think of like what let's get into like relationships. Okay. Let's say you're with someone who might not have a lot of self-awareness, self-love mm-hmm. and is a little bit insecure, insecure or vice versa. Maybe you're that person mm-hmm. and your partner really isn't. Yeah. What are some ways we can kind of communicate, hey, I am, you know, kind of going through this emotion of, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit because I feel like sometimes self-love can go in waves as well. Yeah. You know, we're not oh, yeah. constantly hard on ourselves our entire lives. I feel like it kind of constantly confident either. (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. (laughs) Yeah. So what insight do you have on that in terms of relationships and partners, even friendships too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've definitely learned, um, especially with my fiance, like we have been living together for the first time these last nine months here in Utah. And I've definitely learned to not force anything on anyone like you no matter if like you can see it in them or like you know that something could help them like even like journaling or something like like that um if you force it on them or if you keep saying are you gonna do this are you gonna try this you should do this like it's it's putting too much pressure on them and they're gonna start to get upset or even like start to resent you like kind of like with parenting when they were younger like if their parents wanted them to do something they didn't want to they're just going to resent them Mm. um so what I found and what I've heard from like other podcasts and other coaches even therapists is to like lead by example um so if there's something that you've been doing that has been helping you like journaling or affirmations or even going to therapy and you feel like that could help your partner um just keep showing them like, or start showing them even like how it's helped you, like all the things, like the benefits that it's done for you. Um, just like how great your life is. And then they'll be like, wow, they really changed. Like, I want to jump on and do that too. Um, so that I feel like has, and I know that because I have been the stubborn one in the relationship as well. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when, um, like when I first started dating, he, we were like working at this tech company together and I was like, not happy, not confident, all this stuff. And he went to high school with a girl who was a life coach. And he's like, I have this friend who's a life coach. I really think you should talk to her. And I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, why do you think I need a life coach? Why? I was so upset. Like I was thinking yeah. it was like therapy. Cause I didn't know what like, like coaching was then like, it was a whole new industry for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then I talked to her, I looked at like her content, her social media, and I was like, okay, maybe this could actually help me. So it's like, you have to kind of find those things for yourself yeah, in a way. And that, that's so um, important. And I think also if you are sharing those perspectives and encouraging someone else to take that step, I think mm-hmm. it's so important to, like you said, to be, to be extremely patient and understand that sometimes people aren't willing to take the advice right away. It might take them yeah. a long time. I know mm-hmm. I've had people in my life where it took them years to make changes, yeah. right? Just because you have mm-hmm. to, like we said, it's a muscle that we have to strengthen mm-hmm. and yeah. Also, that person has to to want to change. Exactly. Yeah, they have to want it or else it's never going to really happen. And it's really frustrating to be on the other side mm-hmm. when you know, hey, like I see where you're at, I see where you could be. They see the potential, mm-hmm. but we can't force, we can't push, and we can't be mean. It, it mm-hmm. like <laughs> I harp on this all the time. It, and the reason I harp, I want to say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yes. And that has stuck with me since college because Mm -hmm. I specifically remember my junior year of college. I had like five roommates and four animals at one point. And it was, yeah, no, (laughs) it was like junior year. So like one of the more stressful years of the four. And Mm -hmm. I just remember, I mean, I'll be real. I was a bitch. Like Mm -hmm. I was just being like, just kind of just an asshole to my roommates because Mm -hmm. I wanted things done a certain way. And I didn't know how to communicate it in a way that was effective for all parties. And they were like, Nick, like we hear you, we get what you're saying, but like the way you're coming off is just Mm -hmm. not, it doesn't even make us, it doesn't motivate us to actually take any action. Yeah, And it, it, that was like where I did my whole 360. I think in my (laughs) life, I was like, wow. And like, to just be like open to that and actually make that shift was Mm -hmm. really impactful. Um, but again, it just goes back to like, if you want someone to change or, and I, and I don't mean we need to like change people for who they are, but some of their actions, maybe habits that might not be healthy for them. Yeah. That we know that we can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, if we want them to be better because we care for them, it's coming from a place of love. If it's truly coming from a place of love and acceptance of this person, it will come off as love. Yeah. We won't be. Yeah. Nasty. And if it's, if it's coming off nasty, it's probably coming from a place of selfishness of absolutely maybe even a little bit of like projection. Um, for some people, I know I've experienced that with a past roommate, like he would drive me insane and he probably knows who he is if he were to listen to this because he's (laughs) my only male roommate and um I would get so frustrated with him and then at one point I just like kind of did like a little self-reflection I was like wait well I kind of don't have like the best habits either so maybe I'm getting mad at him because I'm mad at myself and it was just like what is going on (laughs) yeah and I think that's so true like what how others around you are sometimes is kind of how you're acting, right? Because mm-hmm. we attract what we are. Yeah. We like attract people are our mirrors. I've definitely learned like yes. 
your friends are your mirrors, your partners are your mirrors, your even like your coach, like my clients are my mirror because I can see like myself in them. And I'm like, I just want to help you. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. it's, I, I know we're shifting into a different topic, but it's so good yeah. because um, I was just talking to my girlfriend and my sister about this of, um, you know, there's just been a lot of questions from, you know, other people in my life. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm attracting you know, men like this. I don't know why I'm attracting Mm -hmm. friends like this. I don't know why I'm attracting, um, a job like this because it's not satisfying. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, well, how are you treating yourself? How are you treating your own boundaries? And it's just so impactful. And my sister was like, Whoa, like I never (laughs) thought of that from that perspective. And again, I'm no expert, something I think I'm, we're all continuously working on, but yeah. 100%. Be self-aware and uh, what's the word? Just cautious and gentle with your, your mm-hmm. energy and what you're actually bringing into your life. Yeah. And once you start being those things that you do want to attract, they will come. Mm-hmm. They absolutely yeah, will it's, come. It's like a form of manifestation or like something that I like to do with my clients is like, and I know we are getting to a different topic now. So <laughs> stop me if you want to go back. Oh, this is great. <laughs> okay. Um, embodiment practices. So embodiment is essentially connecting the physical being with our energy. So if like we're wanting, like with self-love, um, we're wanting to love ourselves more. Like how does that, how does that look for you to love yourself more? How do you show up if you love yourself more? How do you if you love yourself more like who are the people that you bring into your life when you love yourself more and have like those healthy boundaries so just goes back to like who you are is what you attract yeah I was again I was just telling my sister this um because I I've recently started to see a big shift in my life with you know who who I'm bringing in the you know Mm -hmm. the actions that I'm taking the even like my job responsibility, like is, is it increasing, but it's because I, I want that and mm-hmm. I'm desiring that. And it was so funny. I, this was a couple months ago and I was just like, you know, because I moved back to Pittsburgh about a year ago, mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of my friends have moved away. We're all kind of, you know, distant now or whatever. So I've been feeling like, Oh, like I'm not really making new friends. Um, obviously I work remote in my job. So like our, my colleagues and I aren't really doing a ton together, which is, which is fine. Um, and I was like, you know what, like, what am I doing right now in my life that might be affecting that? And I was like, you know what? I go to the gym every day almost. And it's at the same time. So all the same people are always there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I always keep my head down and hat on, like I'm not looking at anybody. Headphones in, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start smiling and smiling. That's basically it. And saying hi to like the people at the front desk. Simple yeah. as that. Literally, I kid you not, I've made like a good three friends <laughs> That's three awesome. new people <laughs> from the gym. And I was just yeah. like, that, that was shift. so easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have to be hard. And that is something that I have to tell myself a million times a day. Like, it doesn't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. Like, because so moving to Utah, like, it's been hard to make friends here. I don't know if you know about um, just like with the Mormon culture and not 
against it or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just been hard because they're there. There's so many things that I do that, that they don't do. And so it's just been hard to find friends. And so like, when I do like little things, I'm like, okay, where can I find friends? Like, what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you definitely have to put yourself out there. If, if that's what you want, um, mm-hmm. you, you just, you kind of just make, just make the shift. <laughs> I, yeah, I know yeah. it, it can be a little easier said than done for some individuals and that's okay. It, it again, it takes mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was just so crazy to, to see that shift. So super, yeah, that's exci- awesome. super exciting. Yeah. Um, literally just smiling. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I was like, why did you start like looking up waving? Yeah. Like, you know, I even like told this girl, I was just like, you like, I want to be you like you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're strong. You look great. Like, and now, you know, we say hi every time I go in there and, you know, we do yeah. a little lift together. So it's great, great stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, like, what are some things that inspire you to be and do better each day? Oh, well, um, I feel like if I'm not learning like I like to learn things like so much and so if I'm like learning and I don't know if this is going to make sense but um learning different things like taking courses workshops podcasts like Mm. different things like that helps me grow so then I can help the people around me grow um so if I can like wake up um and just do my things like simple routine like if it makes me happy like I want to put good energy out there to attract good energy mm-hmm. like I don't know like you I've learned that you are the creator of your day so mm. you can really control like how your day goes and so I've learned that just put good energy out there and that's just what I try to do um and yeah <laughs> yeah it, again it's, it's it's as simple as that And I think going off of that, I know something that's worked for me is like each day really is a new opportunity to Mm -hmm. be a better version than you were yesterday. Yeah. And I know that might sound a little cliche, but (laughs) truly it's, oh, I feel like, especially in, um, you know, the exercise culture and, you know, I know myself, I'm working with a fitness coach right now. Mm -hmm. And I have certain physique goals that I would like to reach. And, you know, she really told me she was like, because one weekend, I think, you know, maybe I had one, you know, an extra beer more than I tracked or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm a terrible person and I am, my results are going to be halted and blah, 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 blah. you know, the negative self-talk, like we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And she was just like, Nick, like, just, just choose to be better today. Hmm. So simple. And I was like, yeah, wow. And I just would love to share that as well. Like for, especially I think for individuals when it comes around to like holidays and things like that, there's some extra indulgences and then they feel like they have to do an hour of cardio on the Monday after, you know, the weekend or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that extreme. Be gentle to yourself Yeah, because you did it because you wanted it. Yeah. And like life is hard. Like (laughs) I know that, I know that sounds cliche, but like life is hard and everybody, 
everywhere is going through their own shit, trying to Mm -hmm. figure it out. So if you can control like how your day goes and how you react to things, I know that when I react to things in more positive light, it just makes everything around me better. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if like you can relate, but I feel like it's a common thing. Like one little thing like happens in the morning and it just snowballs into the entire day. And like your whole day is like ruined. (laughs) Right. But if you just choose to be better and choose not to let that little thing get to you, you'll attract better things. Yeah. I think it is, it is hard for some individuals to, again, that it just comes down to self-awareness and, Mm -hmm. you know, how are we talking to ourselves? Are we saying, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I need to do that hour of cardio or are we kind of being a little bit more mindful of how we're talking to ourselves and to say, Hey, I'm so grateful. I have the next day and I have today to make a better choice than maybe Mm -hmm. I did over the weekend. I know for myself personally, like the last summer was literally the epitome of my quarter life crisis, (laughs) hence this podcast. And (laughs) I, I was, I was drinking heavily on the weekends. I was going out, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, going out with my girlfriends and I had just like no boundaries. And Mm -hmm. I would just like every Sunday I would be like hungover and anxious and stressed out and Mm -hmm. definitely gaining a little bit of weight. Right. Because I wasn't getting sleep. Yeah. So a lot, all of the things. And then it just like clicked for me one day. I was just like, well, I'm going to make a better choice like tomorrow. And then tomorrow came and I chose to make a better choice. And the next day came, chose Mm -hmm. to make a better choice. And then the weekend rolled around. I was like, I can either choose it's everything is a choice. Yeah. No yeah, one's forcing really you. Is. No one's forcing you to do anything. <laughs> I wouldn't <Yeah>. really <laughs> let that sink in for some people because I think they get, there's a lot of people who might get caught up in like thinking that they have to do something, whether it's for somebody else or mm-hmm. it's for, um, you know, maybe it's a lower priority at work, um, or like, you know, because they're going to a social function, they have to drink, even though they don't really mm-hmm. want to drink. Same thing. Maybe they're going to like a baby shower and there's cupcakes there. They really don't want them, but then right. they but everyone else is so guilty. Yeah. And it's just like, you have a choice. You have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you are self-aware and you think about how is this going to make me feel? Is it going to mm-hmm. feel good? Is it going to align with my boundaries? Is it going to affect me? Like, you know, ask yourself some of those questions and it becomes so much Mm -hmm. easier to make those choices and have those boundaries that yeah, you look back. Like, I know I look back and I'm like, I have, I don't know. Like I, I I'll, I'll drink it on, you know, occasionally now and I have like a two drink minimum and I feel, I feel great. Like I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. I'm in bed early. Yeah, I'm in bed early. I had two glasses of wine with some friends yeah. and I still, I was still social, but I'm still knowing that I had a choice and I can wake up feeling refreshed and I don't have to yeah. go down this anxious spiral again. Yeah. And that's like how in my, like when I was like, just turned like 21 could go to like, I don't know, you've been, you were just in Arizona, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little while ago. Did you go to, um, like old town Scottsdale, like all the bars and stuff or like mill or anything? 
uh, I went to this one place called Buffalo Chip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, it was like the okay. country, um, yeah. swing dancing. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Well, so like my thing was like, I had friends that went to ASU and like lived right on mill. So drive down for the weekend, spend a whole like Friday, Saturday, Sunday there. And then we just go out to clubs and bars and drink. And then the next like Monday, I'm like, why did I do that? And then yeah. the next weekend comes and you just do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you have that FOMO. And I know that's mm-hmm. huge for people or like in their early twenties, like just turning 21, like, oh, we can go to bars. We can do all this stuff. Like you have a choice. <laughs> We're going to keep shouting that. Yeah. And, and that's so funny too. Like, uh, I was working with my life coach, uh, Kai, as you know, yeah. um, ba- literally during that whole quarter life crisis last year. And yeah. something that also really stuck with me is, you know, say you do still want to go out and this is for anybody that might be struggling, um, with, you know, drinking boundaries or just the, those FOMO boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I do this, this is, oh, this has helped me so much. Um, you know, say even this Friday, I'm going to be going mm-hmm. out with my girlfriend, but I really have no desire to drink because I have just a lot to do Saturday. And, but mm-hmm. I still want to see her. I still want to go out. I still want to like get dressed up. I want to go dancing yeah. a little bit. And my life coach was just like, have a soda water with lemon, lime, orange slice, maybe like a splash of like pineapple juice. And hmm. you were like set. And I'm like, wow, I I've been doing that. And it has been game changer. Cause you're still drinking like yeah, something still, fun. Like, you can even do, yeah. you can even ask the bartender for a mocktail. They'll make you anything you want, non-alcoholic yeah. and you'll still, right. you know, feel, and no one's going to ask then like, then you avoid all the questions. Then you don't feel like, the, right, exactly. It's like, well, they, do they know like I'm not drinking alcohol? Right. Like, can they tell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good, that's a good tip. I'm going to have to try that. Cause like, yeah, we went out with our friends on Easter actually. And like went to a little bar and I was like, oh, I guess I'll get a drink. And I was like, <laughs> I just wasted $7 on a vodka Red Bull and it's like Oof. 9 PM. I have to work tomorrow. Why yeah. did I do that? <laughs> like why like you have a choice Heather yeah. yeah have a choice we have the choice to set our own boundaries and mm-hmm. we don't have that's another thing we don't have to explain ourselves I think yes. there's a lot of times and this is something I've been working on this year is just being unapologetically me mm-hmm. and not feeling like I have to explain myself yeah yeah, like, same. And that's something I still work on too, just with like social media. And like, I will post something and be like, I wonder if they're gonna, this specific person is going to judge it. It's mm, like, yeah. Do they really care? <laughs> yeah. Are they really going to like, look at it and be that stupid? Probably, maybe, but probably not. Like yeah. you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one last question for you is, okay. In relation to how you help others, you are a self-love empowerment coach. We talked all about these really good things today. What's the top piece of advice that, I mean, I know we are still in our early twenties, but yeah, what are some, of what's the top piece of advice you wish you had in your twenties or maybe just like a time where you were kind of going through some stuff, um, and you came out with a silver lining? Well, I don't know if this is advice, but something that I wish I would have like 
understood is that my mom is right and she knows what she's talking about even (laughs) (laughs) and I was thinking about that I was like everything that like I've ever heard from a therapist from podcasts like my mom has said the same thing and in those times when she's like telling me that I'm like no you have no idea what you're talking about you have no idea what I'm going through so if you have somebody in your life who is actually giving you good advice, try and listen to it because I think that would have saved me a lot of annoying things that I didn't want to go through. I don't know. Like, it's just like, oh, I should listen to my mom. <laughs> we can be very stubborn when we're young. Yeah. We think we have it all figured out and I can, I can certainly relate. And even even if you just have a mentor or Mm -hmm. a, maybe you're in college and you have an athletic coach or you have a teacher or Mm -hmm. it it could be a family friend, whoever it is that just really inspires you to be better, but also has advice because they've likely have gone through it. Mm hence most of our parents yeah (laughs) they know what we're up to um (laughs) yes they do yeah yeah so I think it's just finding support yeah too yeah Yeah. and they're just trying to help mm -hmm, 100% like they can be annoying for sure I know all parents (laughs) can be but they love you and they're just trying to help you but I think too like thinking back on when I was 20 and like starting college or just like almost finishing college. Like I really wish that I would have had someone like a life coach then to mm. kind of, cause I didn't know, like I was in school for marketing and I still had no idea. Yeah. Still, I still have no idea what I'm doing now, but having support and just having someone like a parent, like a friend, just a mentor um, that you can talk to that you can relate with and like interest in, in the same areas, mm-hmm. like have someone for that. Yeah. And then another thing that I would tell myself is that again, life is not that serious and people are too busy and too concerned with what's going on in their own lives to really care to judge you. Mm-hmm. And that like, just goes back to like the projection thing of like, are right. they judging me? But it's like, I judge myself for this, but like, no one really cares. And that's, yeah. hard, that's a hard, that's a hard, like reset in the brain. But that's something that I really wish that I would have had. <laughs> that's great. And if they do care, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't. You're you living your choose. life. The way, yeah. <laughs> the way you want to, you don't, you're not living for anybody else. You've really yeah. not, um, gosh, life goes so fast to care. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I was just going through the same thing. I was like, I had the opportunity to date someone and, you know, I haven't really dated yet since, you know, my relationship of mm-hmm. six years. And at first I was like, okay, like my parents are going to judge me because, you know, it's a new person mm-hmm. or like, you know, my friends are going to judge me because like what I, you know, I'm still healing all of these things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then my one friend, my best friend, of course, this is why she was just like, <laughs> like, like seriously, like what you just said, she was just like, life is too short. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> like go on yeah. a date, like go on a date. Yeah. Like 
that's all it is. You're going to dinner and yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, like it doesn't wow. have to be anything. It doesn't have to be serious. Like if I you was, don't want it to be. I was putting all of these false realities of what I thought everybody in my life would think about it. If I went on just mm-hmm. like literally just going to dinner. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, they're going to ask me who it is, where we're going, blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's his job, how, you know, all this crap. And I was just yeah. like, I'm just going to go and like have fun yeah, because like, yeah. I'm 26 and I should be having fun. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Well, great conversations. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This was such a good conversation about self-love perspective judgment of yourself and others and just living the day with boundaries and setting yourself up for success with some routines and all of just so many good things that I think are really good reminders for a lot of us. So how can our listeners get in contact with you or work with you after this conversation? Yes. So, um, Instagram, obviously, since everyone's there, um, it's just Heather Dubel. Um, and I am currently enrolling two new, um, one-on-one clients. I do three or six months packages. Um, every other week we do live sessions together, um, and kind of really dive really deep into kind of the same topics that we talked about today, like self, um, self-love, self-doubt, like imposter syndrome, and just kind of working past those blocks to get where we want to be in life. Um, so yeah, on Instagram, um, I have a link on there for a coaching application or to schedule a clarity call with me. Um, and I would just love to even just have a casual chat. It doesn't have yeah. to be anything serious. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely put that information in the show notes and on social yes. and awesome Heather. Well, thank you so much. And we will thank talk you. to you soon.